All right, all right, all right. What is the dealio, everybody? Welcome to the Technology G channel. So, I got a question here. Somebody asked me during this during my last live stream, and I didn't get a chance to address the question. So the question is, some tech guy said A-plus is a waste of time if you have an associate's in applied science and some experience. Is that true? So the question is, is the A-plus certification a waste of time? The short answer is no. The long answer is depends. So what do I mean? So. First thing you got to understand, most people who are trying to get the A-plus certification, what's going on in NC Worker, most people who are trying to get the A-plus certification, they don't really have a IT background. So we got to understand that first things first. Um, they may be familiar with a computer, but they're not really familiar with all the intricate details. And when I say familiar with a computer, basically these are majority of people who are probably just familiar with turning it on, uh, plugging in a network cable. What's going on, OG? Plugging in a network cable. And um, matter of fact, I think this was you who asked this question. Turning in a network, uh, plugging in a network cable, connect to Wi-Fi, and they're off to looking at Netflix, YouTube, Amazon, and other adult websites. So that's, that's that's what most people are probably, the familiarity level that most people have who are trying to attain the A-plus certification. So in that instance, if you fall into that category, then the A-plus cert is worth it for you to attain and get, or you can start with the IT fundamentals if you are like extremely lost and you're just an extreme newbie with IT. But the A-plus certification, yes, I do recommend people get it because it's going to teach you the uh, bare bones necessities about computers, um, the insides of a computer, everything that's on the motherboard, the various components, how they interact with one another and you know how they do what they do to bring your computer to life or your smartphone or whatever device you're looking at to life. And then it's also going to teach you about the software components. What's the difference between Windows, Mac, Linux? What similarities do they have? And all this other stuff, right? Now, if you already know a lot about computers because you've been tinkering around with them, you built your own computers. Matter of fact, I had a friend of mine the other day ask me about this. He was like, should I start with the A plus or the network plus? And I kind of gave him this same speech. But he was like, well, I know something about computers because I've built my own crypto mining computer. So in his house or wherever he lives, he has a dedicated computer that he's built from the ground up that's dedicated to mining crypto. So in that instance, he knows a little something about computers that the average person getting into IT doesn't know about. So in his instance, it might be beneficial for him to just jump straight into Network Plus or Security Plus because he already has that understanding. Because in IT, you guys got to remember the order of importance here. 
Experience tops everything. Experience is the king out on these streets. Next, below that, I would put certifications. And then below that, I will put formal education like college degrees. Because in this question, this person said, uh... Some tech guy said A plus is a waste of time if you have an associates in applied science. So I don't know exactly what the curriculum is for applied science. I would actually have to look at the classes you've taken at the university that was offering you that degree because applied science, it just sounds like a very broad term. I mean, I don't exactly know what that actually means. Um, I'm not saying that it's crappy. I'm not saying anything. I just, I'm just saying, I don't know how that relates to what information you may have been taught, how that relates to, um, the objectives for the CompTIA A plus examination. But regardless, if you have a bunch of experience dealing with computers already, I mean, you can tear these things down, uh, build them back up, bring them to life and all that stuff. Um, it's probably in your best. You you would be you will be uh, the uh, preferred candidate, I should say, to jump to a higher level cert, network plus, security plus, or even something beyond that. That's if you got experience, and most importantly, that's if you have documented experience. Because you know, here's the thing: people come into my channel. I advertise and promote my website and channel as a channel that's teaching people how to get into IT. So my primary primary audience is the majority of these people really don't know anything about computers other than how to cut them on and surf the internet. So when I'm preaching, get these certs, it's because I'm talking to complete newbies, regardless of how old they are, because I got young people and I got older people. I'm 41. I got people in their 50s and some of them in their 60s watching my content, trying to learn IT. And these are a bunch of people, like I say, they just don't have a lot of knowledge and information about IT. So I highly encourage them to start with IT fundamentals and or A plus so that you can build your base knowledge, your base level of understanding about computers, computer systems how they communicate with each other and basic security concepts so that you can use that as your foundation to build upon in the, in the event that you plan on venturing off into cybersecurity, networking, or, you know, whatever it is that you may do, you at least have a solid base. You know, you can treat this like learning your ABCs and one, two, threes. I guess that might be the most appropriate way to describe the curriculum that I put together. Now you go out there onto the greater YouTube streets you're going to come across a gang of videos from people with tens of thousands into the hundreds of thousands of subscribers who are going to tell you A plus is a waste of time. Are they right or are they wrong? They're both, in my opinion, meaning their target audience for the content that they create is oftentimes not really geared for the newbie. It's more so geared towards somebody that's kind of already in IT has a little bit of experience, a little bit of knowledge or whatever the case may be. But when you come across people like me and a couple others out there, we're focused on the complete newbie. So in a sense, those who tell you it's not worth it, like this person who left me this comment, 
who was saying that somebody in tech told them that the A plus is a waste of time. Well, from that person's perspective, they're already working in tech and um, it would make sense for them to say that it's a waste of time because if they're coming at you from the angle that they already think you have a base level knowledge and understanding of IT, then it may be a waste of time. But if you don't have that base layer of understanding, it's not a waste of time. I mean, you know, just think about it like this. If you're trying to switch careers to go into IT, and like I said, you don't really have any knowledge and experience, why would you want to skip over the, the quote-unquote elementary level of learning and understanding about the industry that you hope to start a career in? Like, why would you want to skip over that? It, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Now, like I say, unless you already have experience, you've done a couple things here and there, that's fine. Also, another thing you got to think about as to whether or not it's worth it, um, when you go out there and you start applying for jobs and you go through and you start reading the job requirements, well, you got to factor in, is it worth it? Meaning, are the jobs asking you, hey, we need to see that you are A plus, network plus, security plus certified. Let's just keep it with A plus. We need to see that you are A plus certified. Well, if you're not A plus certified, is your, or do you have something, do you have enough documented experience to trump your lack of having a certification? Can, I mean, meaning, can you prove that you know what you're doing? Um, and I'm, I'm here to tell you, when you guys, I did a video on this. You guys go check my playlist where it says um, Tech G's Quick Classes. I got a video up that I show you guys how to get your resume screen, uh, get your resume into the system and get it past the automated quote unquote robot that scans your resume so that you can increase the odds of your resume, making it to the desk of somebody with some eyeballs that can actually read your resume. And the reason why I'm saying this is because when you guys submit resumes through Indeed, in case you guys don't know this, Oftentimes, a lot of these resumes are scanned and is, is looking for keywords on your resume that match up with what's on the job description to a certain extent. And if your resume is missing certain keywords, what's up, black introvert? If your resume is missing certain keywords, your resume might get rejected and it might not even make it to the desk of a human being or the hiring manager so that they can read your resume to see that, okay, well... This person might not have A plus, but they have a long documented history of dealing with IT. So you got to weigh that into consideration as well when you are out there trying to apply for jobs. So, um, yeah, keyword recognition. So, like I said, I got a whole video up there. Go click on my playlist. It's called Tech G's Quick Classes, and it talks about how to uh, manipulate the system <laughs> to increase the odds of your resume making it to the desk of a human being so that they can evaluate your resume to see that, okay, you might not have A+, plus, but you have experience. But getting back to the whole A-plus thing, if, you, if you're brand new and you're switching careers, um, it might be in your benefit to go get the A-plus so that you can have it listed on your resume so when you're out there pumping resumes out into the ether, and it hits the machine and they start scanning, looking for keywords. 
Well, hopefully it, they will see you have A plus on there and that'll hopefully push your resume to the next phase of somebody reviewing your resume. So that's something to consider as well, um, especially if you're brand new trying to get into IT. So um, anyway, so the whole point is from my perspective is worth it. And my perspective is based strictly off of people who are learning the industry and they're trying to re uh, uh, kick off a new career or switch careers or whatever. Go get the A plus or at least start with the IT fundamentals. If you feel like the IT fundamentals is too elementary for you, then start with the A plus. And I got a whole video. You can go watch my video title, Is the IT Fundamentals Worth It? And I explain as to why I think it's worth it and why I think it's not worth it. And it's mostly geared towards really your experience in dealing with computers. But regardless of that, I still think it's worth it for you to attain the A-plus certification if you're brand new because you're learning the basic bare bone elements about your the industry you want to go into. So if you want to go into cybersecurity, you want to be one of these people who are out here conducting penetration tests or you're doing some some black, not black hat, but uh, but red team, blue team type of stuff where you're defending the networks, looking for vulnerabilities, yada, yada, yada. Well, you got to understand at the end of the day, these are all based on computer systems. At the end of the day is one computer system targeting another computer system. And then how are they targeting that computer system? How are they able to break in, quote unquote, break into this system to, you know, infect your computer with malware, ransomware? And, you know, where, where like, how does all this work? Well, we're dealing with this called an endpoint device. That's another name for this laptop. But it, 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 uh, it just teaches you the elementary stuff of what's going on, what's causing all the, the gears to turn around and around to make this computer come to life so that somebody can potentially try to target it. You're just learning the base level elementary stuff with A+, and from that knowledge, you will be able to build upon um, your level of understanding when you get to the levels of doing cybersecurity and all this other wonderful high-speed stuff some of you all out there wanna do. So that's why I think it's worth it. But if you got the experience, documented experience is the key word here because anybody can go out there and be like, yeah, I know a lot about computers. Hire me. Well, the hiring man, if I'm the hiring manager, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like, well, can you prove it? Can, can you, can you give me something other than your word? Cause you know, at least with the certification, if a person goes get the A plus certification, they might not ever really, they might not have any, a whole lot of experience dealing with a computer, but that piece of paper saying that they got certified is enough for me to be like, well, at least they understand the theoretical side of how, how to deal with computers. They've at least taken the time to learn something and go get certified in it. And then from there, we can go ahead and get them spun up on some hands-on training and get them where they need to be. But if you don't have that and you're coming around talking about you got experience, but you can't provide any documented proof, is you know, if I'm evaluating you, up against a person who has the A plus cert that has no experience, well, I'm more than likely gonna go with the person that has no experience, but they have their A plus cert because they've at least demonstrated they went out there to learn something. You may know something, but you haven't demonstrated that you actually know what you're talking about other than me taking your word for it. And when it comes to the hiring process, you know, you guys gotta understand these hiring managers, 
man, they might have a stack of resumes, like a hundred resumes that they got to quickly go through. And if they find one flaw on it, they'll probably just toss it in a trash can and move to the next person. So you need to do everything within your power to make sure that your resume stands out when it's actually in the hands of somebody with some eyeballs looking at it so that hopefully you can go in there and uh, sell yourself to uh, get the job. You understand? So that's why I think it's important. All right. So uh, let's get to these uh, comments here. It says, I want to be a network admin. Thanks. I will take the A+. Yeah. So you go become a network admin. You know, you're going to be dealing with stuff on the network, making sure, you know, ain't nobody in there messing with messing with things, unplugging things. They don't have any business unplugging. A-plus is going to help you because, you know, you go take your network plus cert or you get any other relevant network admin related cert. I can't think of off the top of my head. Everything just builds off of the A-plus. I mean, like I say, just treat it as you learning your eight, your one, two, threes. You know, before you go out there and you try to do some algebra or some calculus or whatever, some higher level math, you have to, you know, pretty be pretty proficient at adding one plus one. So just think of your A plus as your one plus ones and two plus twos. And then every other cert after that is a higher level math, algebra, geometry, tree, calculus, et cetera, et cetera. JM says, hey, sir, I was able to pass my A-plus thanks to your video. Shout out to this dude. I got to take a screenshot of this so I can add it to my, my wall of fame. Hold on. Let me get my face out of this camera real quick. No matter of fact, who cares? There we go. Boom. Hopefully that came out proper. I don't know. Where the comments go? Give me a second. I got to find a comment. Oh, all right. So I was able to pass the A-plus thanks to your videos. I currently have A-plus MTA security, uh, MTA server fundamentals. I also have a secret clearance. What kind of salary should I expect entry level? Oh, you got a secret clearance, huh? Yeah. That's another thing I might talk about. I got a TS. Well, I'm in the system for having a top secret clearance. I've had one since 2003. Uh, it's been is my my clearance has been in inactive status probably for about five years now, but I'm still in the system. So as long as I don't get arrested and do some stupid crap, I still got to technically have a TS clearance. But what kind of job can you expect? Uh, what type of salary? So being that you have a secret clearance, I'm pretty sure you're probably trying to get a job with the government or some company that contracts with the government because those are. Those are like the majority of people that deal with clearances. Um, I used to work for the NSA at one point, National Security Agency, when I was in the military. And I used to do some other work with some other contractors when I was in Afghanistan. And or if you want to go work for like, uh, what, what's that airplane company called? Um, Lockheed Martin. Are they an airplane company? I'm thinking of Boeing. But anyways, Lockheed Martin. Anyways, a lot of those companies require you to have a security clearance. But entry-level salaries... So if you're trying to get like a government job doing some entry level stuff, you're probably looking at an entry level salary. Uh, I would if I had to guess, you're probably be looking at around like forty thousand dollars starting off because, you know, that clearance, you know, you guys, if you're able to get a clearance that can add more money, that can make you more marketable. And it can also add more money to your salary, especially if you got like a higher level clearance, like a TS clearance like I had. Um, and then, you know, you got to factor that in with all your, your education and experience and certs and all that stuff. But 
just at the bare bones minimum, I would say probably with your clearance, especially if you're trying to do some government DOD related stuff, DOD stands for Department of Defense, um, or just some government stuff, you'll probably be looking at around like 40, 45, maybe as high as 50. I would say in that ballpark around there. Now, if you don't have a clearance and you're looking to get an entry level job in IT and all you got is like your A plus, network plus, and you know, that's pretty much it. Realistically, you should probably be looking at a salary starting at around anywhere between 15 to 20, maybe as high as $25 an hour. Realistically, across the board, no matter, it, it may vary city to city, region to region, but it's somewhere in that ballpark. But you got to understand, that's not, that's not permanent, y'all. Because I know you people hear those numbers like, what, what? You got to understand. You can you can ease you can damn near double your income in IT within 18 months, 18 to 24 months. You can let's just say you get the bare bones $15 an hour. You know, everybody's like, fight for 15. Well, the easiest way to get $15 an hour is just go get certified and get a job in IT. That, that, that's my personal opinion. But that's another video for another day. But let's just say you get $15 an hour starting off in IT, right? You do what you're supposed to do. Go in there, be a be a productive, busy bee. Learn what you got to learn. Um, get certified. Do do all the things you got to do to make your boss and everybody happy. Within about 18, 24 months, man, there's no reason why you shouldn't be on a path to earning about $25, $30 an hour. I mean, it, it just really isn't a reason unless you're just happy earning $15 an hour just doing the, the so-called grunt work. The lower, the lower level tier one stuff of just running around plugging in network cables and fixing printers all day. Um, if you know, if you're happy with that, cool. I'm happy with it. But I just don't see why anybody couldn't rise above and beyond within about 18 months to a position where you might be on the verge of making like close to 30 bucks an hour or maybe even more. And then within like five to 10 years. You know, you could be on a path to getting closer and closer to that six-figure mark. And, and that's very realistic. So shout out to um, JM for that. Uh, Blaze said, fundamentals are necessary for noobs. No disrespect to the neophyte. So a neophyte is a, is a, is a word for basically a brand new person, in case you guys don't know. Um, it's, it's necessary if you know absolutely nothing. I'm talking about all you know is... How to turn your iPhone on and record a TikTok video. Other than that, you couldn't tell me anything about the iPhone. You don't know. You just don't. You don't know what RAM is. You don't know what a digitizer. You don't know nothing about nothing. That's those are the people I say start with IT fundamentals. Also, if you're dealing with like high school kids, middle school kids, you want to get them involved in tech. I would start them on IT fundamentals and then build them up from there. But if you know a little something, something like, like, um, you know, you might not know exactly, you, you might not know what the letters DIM or SODIM stand for. It stands for dual inline memory module or small outline dual inline memory module. You're like, what the heck are you talking about? I'm talking about RAM. <laughs> That's all I'm talking about. You might know what a stick of RAM looks like, and you might understand, okay, I need this in order to bring my, make my computer do whatever it's supposed to do, but you can't really explain what RAM does. Like if somebody threw the term out, well, what's not, what is, what is, uh, 
What's the difference between non-volatile RAM and volatile RAM? You'd be like, oh, I don't know. But if, if you at least know what a stick of RAM is and what it's supposed to do, and you can just explain it in layman's terms for the most part, then, you know, start with A+. But if you don't know any of that, start with IT fundamentals. And it, there, there's no shame in the game. And plus another big factor is, or benefit I should say is, remember the IT fundamentals is only one test and it costs about $123 for the voucher. A plus is two tests, hardware tests, software tests. You got to pass both in order to get the A plus certification. And each test costs about $220 a piece. So that's something else to consider if you're just getting started in IT. So like I tell people, if you know absolutely nothing, start with IT fundamentals to figure out if you like IT or not. It's $100 cheaper. Well, in, in reality, it's uh, close to $300 cheaper or whatever once you, once you factor in adding the cost of both tests for the other one. So if you fail the IT fundamentals, you're only out $123. You know what I'm saying? Um, you said you were a first go on all your search so far. That's what's up. That means you're studying. Um, if you study... Do what you got to do. Put in some honest effort. And look, there's no right or wrong way to study, but you do have to study. You cannot get around watching the videos and taking notes or reading the books and taking notes and then getting some type of practical application, you know, especially the higher level of the certs are. You can't get around it. It's impossible. But if you pass first time, go. Uh, that shows that you've been out there doing what you're supposed to do because you don't want to waste your money. I mean, that's another thing. You know, before you sit down and take the test, you have to pay for your voucher, especially the CompTIA ones. You got to pay for your voucher and then schedule your test. So, like I say, the cheapest test is 123 bucks. Why would you not study for something that you just paid for? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, put in some honest effort. Uh, what type of job can you get with the A-plus cert? Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do, man. Uh, you can go help desk route. That's probably where most people end up going. Uh, you can go work at a iFixit store. You know, those places that fix iPhones. You know, I'm pretty sure they might. They, they may or may not require you to have a certification to work up in there. But um, you can go do that. Uh, if you want to go work for the phone company, not the phone company, the cable company, or even the phone company, but especially that the cable company, like I don't, I don't know. I have to go verify this, but you know the guys that come to your house and and they install your your uh, cable internet or whatever, they may have to have an I, uh, a A plus certification to do that. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't because all that stuff that they're doing in their regular job is stuff that you would learn about to a certain extent in A plus. You know, you, you'll learn the differences between coaxial cable, fiber cables, routers and switches. They'll, they'll talk about some of those things. So you may be able to get a job doing that. And that's not bad either because, you know, you can, you, can, you can learn a lot and move up and do some things from there as well. It, it, it's a whole bunch of jobs. Well, the, the best thing you can do is go to Indeed and in the search bar, just type A plus certification and then select your city. And then hit the search button and let all the jobs populate and just go through, read the job descriptions because all the job descriptions are going to have A plus written in them. And then from there, they'll kind of give you an idea as to what type of jobs are available with just the A plus cert. 
Uh, CEH is the Certified Ethical Hacker. That's that cert. I would get that after uh, security. Well, I guess you could. Yeah, it, it depends. Uh, let's see. But from there, you can find out where you want to specialize. That's true. Tech G, were you out in Fort Meade? No, I've been to Fort Meade. I visited there um, when I was in the Army a long time ago. I used to date a girl. She used to, uh, she was in the military too, but she used to be stationed up there. So I used to go visit her every now and then. But I was out of Fort Gordon. I spent most of my career at Fort Gordon in Augusta, Georgia. And when I wasn't there, I was in the Mideast. <laughs> so, you know, I had joined the military thinking I was going to travel the world. Oh, I traveled all right. They would send me to the desert and bring me right back to Fort Gordon. That was like, that was just, but what it was, during the time I, that was going on, because here's the thing. So I joined the Army in 2002. I was, I was, I wanted to go into the infantry because I was like all super gung-ho, high speed. I was a whole lot slimmer, extremely good shape. I can go out there and run two miles in 14 minutes. I can go out there, bang, you know, a bunch of push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups. I went to airborne school. I was jumping out of airplanes back in the day. So I was trying to go to Fort Bragg so I can be all I can be and spend the rest of my life being an airborne ranger jumping out of airplanes, right? That didn't happen. I graduated airborne school, but they didn't send me to an airborne unit, which I was like, well, y'all just wasted y'all money. But then I was trying to go to ranger school. I wanted to be a ranger. You know, I, I was, I, I just wanted to be, I wanted to be G.I. Joe. I wanted to live out my wildest Rambo fantasies, right? But they weren't accepting my job. The, my MOS, which stands for Military Occupational Specialty, they weren't accepting that in the Ranger program. So I was like, well, dang, that sucks. So I ended up going to Fort Gordon. And then when I was there, um, some policy had came out in the military where they were like trying to establish what they call like a home base Meaning instead of you being at one base for like two or three years, then you having a, you know, PCS that stands for permanent change of duty station. Uh, basically, they would, they would try to keep you there for like six, seven years. So I was there for a hot little minute. They sent me to the desert, came back to Fort Gordon, did some time on Fort Gordon again. Then they sent me to Afghanistan and then I came back to Fort Gordon. <laughs> and I spent my last four and a half years being what they call an AIT instructor. That stands for Advanced Individual Training. Um, basically, I was teaching people how to do the job that they came into the military to do. So everybody who was trying, who came into the army to learn how to be a computer specialist, I was the guy that was teaching them how to do that job. And then after that, I got out the military because past injuries, because I had actually injured myself jumping out of an airplane. Uh, my very first jump in airborne school I thought I was going to die, so I just kind of jumped out the plane and just was like, ah, and then I landed the wrong way, and I caused a back injury that haunted me, you know, as I got older, it kind of, you know, wore me down, but nah, I was at Fort Gordon, man, living my best life, I even bought a house out there, I was out there so long, I had bought property out there, and then I sold it and moved back down to Florida, <laughs> um, do bundles have different info? from the Mike Myers books. What do you mean bundles? I don't, what does that mean? Um, all the, I know who Mike Myers is. He writes a lot of popular books and you know, I'm not saying his stuff is pretty thorough. Um, the, the thing about books is I don't read them because a lot of those books are like 600 pages, 900 pages long. 
And I just, I mean, I hate, I hate reading technical books, IT books, right? Even though that's kind of part of my job right now. I got to read a lot of this crap. But that stuff is made to put me to sleep. I treat it like a, like a sleeping pill. <laughs> but if, if, if you can read it and, and retain information from it, that's cool. But I'm not exactly sure what you mean with bundles. Like, does it come with a book, some tests, some, some other stuff with it? If you feel it's worth it, then it's worth it. If it fits your particular learning style, then go for it. Because some people can read those books. I can't. I got to watch a video I'm, or I got to be in a class. I, I just can't do the books because I just can't do it. You know what I mean? It's just not, it's not tailored to my um, particular style of learning. Uh, let's see. Cable techs are like network technicians. Yeah, we used to call them cable dogs in the military. They were 25 Limas, I believe that's what their MOS was. He said, I'm currently working on Linux Essential Cert. What do you think about the certifications from the Linux Professional Institute? Uh, I'm not much of a Linux dude, be honest with you. I'm, 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 I'm uh, kind of ashamed to admit it. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm learning Linux little by little. But if you want to know everything about Linux, there's a guy on YouTube called Keep It Techie. If you go click on my tabs where, you, where it says channels, and I have like three channels highlighted in there. Keep it techie. That guy, his whole channel is dedicated to Linux. He knows everything about everything about everything about Linux. He, he, he's try, he tries to convince me to switch over to Linux every chance he gets. He is the Linux guru on YouTube that I, I, I know him. You know, we speak on the phone every now and then, but I will go holler at him. He can give you everything in the world about Linux. And as a matter of fact, he is actually putting together his own Linux course to get. There he is right there in the chat. Keep it techie. So he, there he is. So y'all go sub to him. The guy that just said salute G. That's that's the Linux expert on YouTube. He, he's, he's your Linux dude. He got all the answers for you about that. I don't. Uh, you got finessed by your recruiter, black introvert. Well, you know. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, Blaze, you said the, NS, the NSA headquarters is out in Fort Meade. Uh, it's not a good place to catch a, a flat. What does that mean? Um, well, yeah, that's where the main place is. Fort Gordon, we had an NSA. Well, we well, when I was there, because I don't live there no more, there's an NSA compound out there as well. It's like the backup to the main one, or it might be the main one now. I don't know. I was at the NSA from, um, when was I there? I was there from 2007 to 2010 is when I was uh, working in the NSA. And I used to work, I used to work in this, this, the bill, I used to work in a building. <laughs> so I used to work in a building with no windows and um, I would go to work. It'd be dark outside. I get off work. It'd be dark outside. <laughs> I spent the whole day missing all the sunlight and then on the opposite side of my office was this data center that was probably worth like $100 million that I was responsible for, you know, in conjunction with other people. So, you know, it, it was crazy. Basically, to get from the parking lot to my office, I had to go through about five checkpoints, whether I'm scanning in, I'm going through a man trap, 
I'm doing this, I'm doing that. If you don't know what a man trap is, you'll learn that in A+. But I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So it was like five layers of security just to get to my office so I can look at lights blinking on and off and answer phones and go fix somebody's dog on printer. <laughs> That's what I was doing uh, for the most part. Uh, Mike McHale says, what up, guys? Hope you're okay, man. Finally almost finished your ITF course and I'm working on my A-plus now. I love that you stay involved and keep the discussions going as well as teach. Yeah, man. Um, at first, I was just putting up videos as teaching. Like, yeah, just take this and, and I'll holler at y'all later. But um, nah, so I guess it's important that I become um, more relatable. <laughs> Maybe that'll maybe that'll increase my subscriber count so I can, you know, be the next network chuck and cross the million <laughs> subscriber threshold or, you know, become somebody, you know, like, I don't know, whatever. But um, nah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's important, man, because a lot of people have these misconceptions about IT and look, they all first, first things first, they all think we're just a bunch of stereotypical nerds <laughs> and look i'm not i'm not you know clowning nerds we're all nerdy in our own aspect to do it i believe you got to have a, a a nerd gene in you somewhere but i'm talking about just the physical look you know what i'm saying like i guess people expect you know uh, we're all wearing glasses we're all got polo shirts on and button down look i got i got a body full of tattoos <laughs> i used to be in the military um, you know, you know, I like to have fun like everybody else, but at the same time, I can get, I can quote unquote nerd out if I want to, especially if I want to, you know, keep my paychecks looking like how they're currently looking and try to make more money. So we all don't fit that crack, that, that stereotypical look. And also we all don't talk in that stereotypical, you know, you know how people, how they, how they, we all, we're all not Steve Urkel. I should, I should say it like that. Um, you know me. I, I'm a college. I, I went to college. I pledged fraternities. I was, I was out there doing it up. And then I decided, let me learn some tech so I can uh, have a decent job in, in the future once I get all this partying out my system. But um, yeah, so you know, I just try to make it relatable, man. That really, I guess, it's just to encourage people that you know you can do it too. I'm not saying I'm the smartest person in the world, but you know. I put time and effort into getting to where I'm at and you can do it as well. If you know, that's what you want to do and you don't have to come from a, an affluent background or you can, or you can come from a, a lower income background. You can be black, white, whatever, male, female, some combination, however y'all get down. It's whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's just a matter of, you know, do you want to put the work in, learn it and go out there and uh, earn them paychecks and, and, and make all that money. Like some people are making. Um, Black Introvert says he'd rather watch videos. Yeah, it, it all depends on your learning style. Everybody doesn't learn the same, man. You just got to find what works for you. Uh, what area of IT do you think will have a bright future? I'm thinking about cybersecurity, cloud computing, software programming, quality assurance as my top three. Well, I can tell you for a fact, cybersecurity is here to stay and cloud computing you can't go wrong with either one of those because everybody is switching to the cloud. They're putting things on the cloud. There's a there's a variety of reasons to that. And one of the main reasons is it's just cheaper to deal with a cloud provider in most instances. Um, 
it just, it just kind of like the last company I worked for, everything we had was on Amazon Azure on the cloud. That was it. <laughs> we all I had to do was just bring a laptop to work. They gave me a MacBook. I came to work. That was it. Everything else was all on the cloud. And so, you know, we worked at our office. Matter of fact, our office is at one of those, what do you call those places? Those those office sharing spots where, what do you call those? Anybody, you know what I'm talking about? Where you go downtown, and it's like a, it's like 50 different companies working in one office, but they're all, whatever. I can't remember what they're called, but that, that's how we were set up. Everything was just on the cloud. But cybersecurity is definitely here to stay because all you got to do is just turn on your news. It's a cyber attack happening every day. Ransomware. They shut down the Colonial Pipeline about two months ago. They're hacking into water treatment systems. That hack that happened down in Miami that affected like 1,500 companies. Um, this is it's only going to get worse. You got you got um, Russia, China, North Korea. They uh, they claim that they don't support hackers, but it's a whole bunch of hacking coming out of those three countries that are directly attacking american infrastructures and things of that nature uh, i'm I meaning to do this video talking about north korea um north korea uh, anybody remember um when sony sony movie company got hacked a couple years ago and they started releasing emails and some of those emails was talking about kevin hart and then uh remember that movie what was that movie um Seth Rogen, I think, or was it him? I don't know. But they were doing that movie about Kim Jong-un where they were pretending like somebody to be a... They're, they're plotting to kill Kim Jong-un. And then the real Kim Jong-un was like, if y'all make that movie about me, it's going to be problems. And the next thing you know, Sony Pictures emails were being leaked all, leaked all over the place. And there were some other hackings that took place. Well, this was, this was uh, led by the North Koreans. Because the North Koreans, um, like I said, I'm probably going to do a video about this, but the North Koreans, they train kids as young as like elementary school to become super hackers. And when I say super hackers, I mean that in the literal sense. They like, you know, we all think of North Korea as this, this poor country in, in, in uh, Asia. Like if you look at it from space at nighttime, there, there hardly is any electricity in that country, right, at night. But... What they'll do, they'll go out there and they'll scout all their little kids to figure out who's the smart kids, I guess you could say. And then they'll try to they'll, they'll train these kids in conjunction with China to become super hackers. And, you know, so anyways, the whole point is this. There's a whole bunch of hacking going on. Cybersecurity, ransomware, all this stuff. So cybersecurity is not going anywhere. And. Another big threat to cybersecurity uh, that cybersecurity is going to, you know, be important is IoT, the Internet of Things, all these little devices we have connected. Um, like if you got a smart thermostat in your house, people can hack into that and mess with your thermostat. You got any type of smart device in your house or whatever, whether it's a TV, uh, the thermostat I just said, lights, all that stuff could be hacked. You know what I'm saying? To where people can cause chaos if you got a. You know, people can hack into your, you know, if you got a camera or something on your TV, you know, they can hack into that and turn your camera on and start and watch you as you're, you know, slipping and sliding around the house in your socks and underwear. So cybersecurity is here to stay and people are going to, companies are going to pay big bucks because you got to, you know, you got to keep these people out these systems, man. I mean, th this extends to the medical field. People be hacking these hospitals and then trying to encrypt 
patients' data with ransomware, and then these hospitals be forced to pay tens of thousands or millions of dollars or pay some form of Bitcoin so that they can get access to people's medical records. Because, and that's another thing with the medical thing. Uh, with the smart technology, um, let's just say you got some type of uh, some type of thing implanted into your body to, to help regulate your heartbeat. Um, if that thing is connected to the internet, guess what? That thing's at risk of being hacked. And guess what? Somebody mess around and hack that, you potentially kill somebody, <laughs> like in real time. So cybersecurity is, is definitely the way to go um, if that's what you want. I mean, Everybody else, they can sell you on that. Somebody might be like, well, coding is the way to go. Database, all of it's important. But the thing about coding, database stuff, or whatever else is out there, if somebody hacks into your crap, you can't do nothing. <laughs> so I, I look at cybersecurity as important because I was in the Army for 13 years. What's the, what, what's the purpose of the military? The purpose of the military is to defend the country against uh, foreign and domestic enemies, right? We're, we're out there to protect everybody so y'all can live your best life in America, whining and crying or slamming hot dogs down your throat, or whatever it is that you do, right? I look at cybersecurity like that. They're the people who are there to protect against foreign and domestic enemies, and what does that mean? Uh, foreign enemies is anybody that doesn't work for the company or has no business being inside that network. And what's the domestic insider threats? Somebody that does work for the company that's trying to mess with the crap, um, you know, or people who just accidentally click things they ain't got no business clicking, and now they're infecting the whole network. What up, Professor Black Ops? So I look at cybersecurity and and, and rank it rank its importance because I was in the military. And my whole job was to actively, you know, do my part in helping to defend the nation. So I just view cybersecurity in that same manner. But I'm not saying that any other branch, uh, any other specialty is not important. But if somebody hacks into your system and they put ransomware in your system and you can't get access to your computer, well, if you're a database developer or you're a coder and you can't get access to your computer, well, you're just kind of SOL. <laughs> So that's why cybersecurity is important, in my opinion. So you can definitely see me as the next Network Chuck. Yeah, Network Chuck, I like that dude. Um, I was subbed to him when he had like 50,000 subscribers. Yeah, he over well over a million. He's, he's a very good content creator. I like, I, like, I like his stuff, man. He puts a lot of effort into it. And he makes it, he makes it way more entertaining than me. Um, but then again, he, he probably has the time to do that. I don't. <laughs> I don't have the time to do that right now. Uh, let's see. They say they don't support them, but they certainly don't do anything to stop them. Uh, it's kind of spooky to think we would be trying to keep a seven-year-old Korean kid from hacking something so important to me or someone. Yeah, dude. Look, hacking is uh, it's big business, man. You got, I mean, you guys will learn about this when you take um, your Security Plus test. They're going to teach you about the, it's like four different levels of hackers. You got, you got script kitties. Those are pretty much anybody that could just run some stupid script they find on Google, but they don't really know what the heck they're doing. They're just out there messing around with stuff. The next level you got is called, uh, I want to say a hacktivist. You know, these are people who, who are like hacking into stuff for a, a certain cause. So let's just say you got somebody out there who's like, 
you know, they're all about uh, pollution. And then they hack into a company that's, you know, they, 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 they're known for putting a bunch of carbon into the air. And they were like, they want, we're going to show you. We're going to hack in and shut your systems down. You know, those are hacktivists. And another one you got is called ATPs, Advanced. Was it APTs or ATPs? Advanced. I don't know. I think it's APT, Advanced Persistent Threats. I think that's what they're called. Um, these are like sponsored by governments. So you can think of North Koreans, the Russians always hacking into some stuff. And then the other one is, um, what is it? Like criminal enterprises or something like that. So you could think of, uh, matter of fact, a good, ha a good hacktivist organization would be anonymous. So that's, that's probably the most well-known hacktivist. And then you got criminal enterprises. So think of the people who were hacking the, uh, colonial pipeline and they were like, pay me, uh, if you want us to un undo your files, you need to pay me $20 million in Bitcoin or some, some stupid number like that. Right. That's, that's like a cr criminal organization style hacking, but they're out there, you know, all different levels. So it could be some little kid, uh, whether it's a real little kid or not, who just running a little script, they don't know what the heck they're doing. They're just out there having fun and they mess around and mess up your whole system or whatever, whether they did it on purpose or not, all the way up to uh, government, state-sponsored hacking organizations that are out there trying to commit, you know, cyber warfare for real. Mr. Robot was a hacktivist. Yeah, nation state. Yeah, APT. That's what it is. Advanced persistent threats. You'll learn that in Security Plus. Um, yeah. If your company gets ransomware, you're SOL. Yeah. So. Pretty much, um, what a lot of these companies do, um, well, I'm not going to say a lot. I don't, I don't really know. But I know some companies, they keep a, a, a cash reserve just in case. Um, to where, like, somebody comes through, let's just say a hospital. Somebody comes through and encrypts a bunch of files. The hospital might have money on the side just to pay out the ransom. Because now you're dealing with people's medical records. And look, you know, we're talking about some literal life or death stuff here. So instead of that, instead of the hospitals trying to run around, get backups, which they probably do, but they might just cut the check and pay the ransom out. So in theory, you know, if you're out there uh, doing ransomware, that might be an easy lick for you because <laughs> some of these companies, they might just pay it out just, just to just pay it so we can get our stuff back, back online. You know what I'm saying? There's some companies out there like that. You're taking a 501. Yeah, I think that, yeah, the five. Oh, on the 31st. Yeah, you better hope you pass it. That's the last day for the uh, Security Plus 501. Um, yeah, because after the 31st, when August rolls around, they're retiring the 501 and they're moving to the 601. So I'm currently trying to redo my Security Plus now. Like I told you guys, I was supposed to take it Monday to redo it, but then they involuntarily canceled it on me. I have no idea why, and I've been checking the system, and they haven't sent me another link saying when I can reschedule it because I want to try to get it knocked out before the 31st. If not, I got to go ahead and prepare to take the 601, which is only it's pretty much the same test. They just added a couple new things here and there. So it's not like a big major deal. But I got to redo mine because mine is uh, in that it's coming up. Uh, on the verge of expiring, even though I don't technically have to get it. I don't technically have to renew mine, but I want to renew it just so I can, uh, you know, 
have my stuff up to date. Cyber insurance. Yeah, I believe that's probably going to be a big thing, too. Uh, I would imagine. I don't know much about cyber insurance, but that's probably uh, another industry that's about to be booming. <laughs> uh, I can relate that our company had an attack like that, and it was weird because the ransomware was only on two computers. Well, um, you know, it depends on what those computers are used for. I mean, were they just... Um, low-level computers or were they some high-level computers that were tied into some major system, some type of components, or they had some vital information on there. It, it just depends, you know. Uh, when you have to renew a CompTIA cert is what? Something test easier than your... I don't understand. You put BATHE, B-A-T-H-E. When you have to renew a CompTIA cert is... I don't understand what you're trying to say. The test easier than the original exam. You probably got to retype that. I'm not, I'm, I can't comprehend with that, what you're actually trying to say. I feel like, I feel like these, I feel like those kind of companies keeping money on the side to pay off a ransom kind of paints a target on them. Like if I know I'm going to get 500,000 payday, you bet someone is going to try it. Yeah. I don't think they're like really advertising that to keep the money on the side. It, it just, it really just depends on how, critical the information is that you're dealing with because like I, I use the example of the hospital because obviously if a doctor or some medical professional doesn't have access to a patient's records that patient could potentially die depending upon what's going on with that person and so you know depending upon what they need access how quickly they need access to it they might pay the ransom because it might just be faster to pay out the ransom than opposed to somebody going through and, and, and uh, getting all the backups and bringing the system back online. It just depends on the nature of the data that you're keeping and, and how sensitive the data is, especially if it's dealing with life or death stuff. Oh, you worked at an orthopedic company. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it just depends. Um, it just depends. <laughs> All right, so, oh, wow, it's been, what time is it? I got to go pick up my son. Um, anyway, it's been 54 minutes. I didn't realize. Anyway, so to wrap this up, A+, plus. yeah, I think you should go get it. If you uh, don't know anything about IT, um, hey, what's going on, uh, a a Al? I'll just say Al. Go get the A+. Plus. Um, it'll help you out. Also, you can put it on your resume and hopefully uh, you can uh, get your resume seen by a human being so you can go in there and try to get a job. <laughs> but like I said, go watch my video. It's in my Tech G classes. I explain that resume thing in there. What's the best course to start cybersecurity? Start with the A plus or the IT fundamentals. Start with the stuff I teach. IT fundamentals, A plus, net plus, security plus. All that can lead you straight into cybersecurity, man. But cybersecurity doesn't really officially kick off till you get the security plus. So you meant to ask, when a comp to your cert like A plus is about to expire after three years, you have to renew. Is the exam the same as the original? Uh, it depends. Uh, so what I mean is, so every, every three, three and a half years, they come out with a new A plus certification. They'll come out with a new iteration of it. So if you got the... If you got the nine, uh, what's the latest one? The 1001, 1002 test. 
Um, or this is, I don't know when those are going to expire. Let's just go back to the 901 series. So let's just say you got the 901 series back in 2018. We passed that. Three years later, they come out with the new version of 1001. And then your cert's about to expire. You might as well just go get the 101 um, if you want to go that route. But what I'm saying is you don't necessarily have to retake a test to keep it up. You can do what they call CEUs, uh, continuing educational units, or even CompTIA now. If you go on their site, I'm going to do a video on this. They have like a six to eight hour course you can take for like a hundred something bucks. You go through, do whatever it is in that course. You watch the videos or whatever they have you do. And guess what? That'll renew your certification. So you don't have to go take the test. Or you can just go get a higher level test, a higher level cert. So if you got the A+, plus, you go get the Network Plus or the Security Plus, it'll automatically renew your A+. Plus. So there are, there are a myriad of ways to renew a cert without having to retake the cert. Are you a regularly live? Uh, nah, I just kind of just do these whenever I feel like talking about something. I don't have a regular live schedule. I don't even have a regular schedule for posting videos. I just, whenever I can get it in, I can get it in. Um, you know, I work a regular nine to five. I'm married. I got two kids that tear up my house every chance they get. So um, it's just whenever I got the time to get in. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I can't, it's hard for me to sit here and plan this stuff. Uh, it's actually kind of the reason I was more sold as to getting into IT and work my way up to cybersecurity. Yeah, cybersecurity is going to be here to stay. As long as we have electricity and access to the Internet, cybersecurity is not going away. It's going to always be here. Um, I, I just I did a video. Go check my I got videos for everything. Go check my tech news. I did a video saying how the Biden administration, they're trying to write into the budget for next year or the 2022 budget. They want to put like between the Biden administration and the Pentagon they want to invest like $10 billion in, into just cybersecurity alone because it's becoming that much of a problem. So cybersecurity ain't going nowhere. And then they say they got a whole bunch of jobs that are unfulfilled in cybersecurity. So, and like I said, when you start talking about budgets, that means that's a lot of money that's going to go towards educating people where they're going to pass out grants or use to hire people and pay their salaries. Because even in Atlanta, I'll probably do a video on this, but in Atlanta, they got a, uh, some company got awarded a $5 million grant to go into the inner cities of Atlanta, into the impoverished areas, and to, to start training people in those areas on how to get into cybersecurity from the ground up, where they're going to be teaching them IT fundamentals, A+, Net+, Security+, penetration testing. And so by the time they finish that program, they're going to, you know, these people coming up out of the area, they're going to be going straight into cybersecurity or they're going to go into, they're going to learn about programming. They're going to learn Java, C, uh, Python and, you know, whatever else is involved with, with, with uh, programming. So they got money's all over the place for this. Matter of fact, I just did a video last night or whatever. My last video, uh, networking, uh, Cisco's networking academy. They got this brand new thing coming out called, uh, what is it, IT for All or something where they're going to be offering like free IT entry level style IT courses 
which leads me to believe that they're probably going to try to come up with their own entry-level IT search to compete with CompTIA. That's what I'm thinking is probably going to happen in the future. But everybody's trying to do it because there's there's just this there's this critical need for IT people and just not enough people in these roles, especially with cybersecurity. I was planning on using my A plus kind of, kind of as a foundational cert, and and then going after my special certs afterwards. Give me time to mix and choose between networking, cybersecurity, and cloud. Yeah, A plus is just a it's just a it's just a step. It's just the the foundation. From there, you can you know there's all kind of different directions you can go. I just say A plus because it just teaches you about <laughs> the most basic element of IT. The computer, the endpoint, you know, whether it's your tablet, your smartphone, your laptop, or your desktop computer. This is the most basic elementary aspect about IT right here. I'm looking into doing data analysis after A plus and going from a data analysis cert comp to your guy coming out to oh they got a they got a data analysis cert coming out? I didn't know that. I'll have to go look that up. I didn't know. But it will make sense. Um you know, they got to search for everything. So, yeah, I guess it would make sense. Even though I finished the ITF course, I'm probably not going to get the cert. I feel like it's too broad and simple and therefore not worth it, especially in comparison to the A+. Plus. I mean, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I'm, you know, um, you know, there's no shame in not getting it. But, you know, if you feel like, hey, it is what it is. Everything you learned in IT Fundamentals uh, the majority of that stuff will help you with A+, especially the stuff that pertains to the actual computer system. Because I know IT fundamentals, they talk about they talk about programming up in there, database stuff, but, you know, the stuff that pertains to the actual computer uh, is, is transferable to the, to the A+. So it will help you out. All right, y'all, I got to go. I got to go pick up my son. So um, uh, nice chatting with you all. Appreciate everybody supporting the channel. Shout out to everybody who's, who's been buying stuff so y'all can help me become uh, YouTube rich out in these streets. <laughs> but uh, no, I appreciate all that. and appreciate everybody that's passing tests. Uh, tell, you, tell your friends and, your, and, and your, your baby mamas and your baby daddies about it so they can uh, get some skills in their life too. Um, but I appreciate all that. I got to go pick up my, my little rug rat. Y'all be safe. And uh, we'll do this again when I have something I feel like talking about. All right. Peace.